Bring yourself back online. Remember. Welcome back to Freeze All Motor Functions, a podcast for Westworld newcomers and veterans alike that doesn't sound like anything to me and does not take itself too seriously. I'm your host, Jared Borislow, here with Roz Bowling. Hello, Jared. How are you, Ross? I'm good. Did your basketball team get a victory? They did. We're on to the second round of Can the NBA playoffs. Ross is a big Houston Rockets fan. I hope that it doesn't turn anybody away. I don't if know. it does, I don't understand you. We're coming to you from the Grand X Media headquarters in Austin, Texas, to take listener voicemails about episode one and go over some theories and issues that have arisen thus far. Let's get deep. Um, the first note I want to make was actually made to me by uh, Joe Nullett, who works here at Grand X. If you uh, go back and listen to our Season 2 Episode 1 recap episode that we did on Monday, and you play it at half speed, you and I sound absolutely stoned out of our fucking minds. Yeah, Joe played this for me. Uh, he accidentally was listening to the episode at half speed, which you can you know, you know can do that on the podcast app. And uh, it's pretty incredible. It sounds like we did a bunch of whippets. <laughs> yeah, because it's you know it's me and Ross going through theories and like talking about the show. So Ross is like, "Wait, so Dolores is alive?" And I'm like, "No, dude." But like it, it it's crazy how it, it goes from normal podcast to complete <laughs> stoner like smoke sesh like dialogue. It's unbelievable. Like, I recommend going back and checking that out. Two guys whose brains are just barely functioning. Uh, and it's probably going to sound like that here too. So, I mean, it'll take you a very long time to listen to a podcast. If you listen to half speed, but it's kind of worth it. It'll take you twice as long. Is that, did you carry the one? May, I, I may have forgotten to. Okay. Well, I have it for you if you need it. A quick update. We said if we hit 350 reviews by Monday, we would drop the official freeze all motor functions t-shirt. We've gone all the way up to 427 ratings but are still at 225 reviews if you rated but didn't leave a review those are not the same thing um we What's still appreciate deal? we appreciate all of them we appreciate everything you do to support this podcast listening subscribing telling friends anything you do but what's your deal yeah but what's your deal I mean, if you're going to rate, you might as well review. <laughs> you're right there. You've taken all of the steps. Just type two sentences. Do it for us. Come if on. you rated but didn't leave a review and you want that Freeza Motor Function shirt, smash that MF review button. And if you are still waiting to rate and review until you see if you like us, we get that. Can I just clarify something? When Jared says smash that MF review button, MF stands for motherfucking. Is that not clear to people? I'm just making sure. Yeah, it's motherfucking. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you know, we, we understand if you, I'm not going to just say, Hey, give us five stars punk. That's like, that's like holding you up at gunpoint. If I'm like, you need to do that right now. You wait until you see if you like us, but if you do like us smash that MF review button, motherfucking, uh, and again, thank you guys so much. You actually got us to the front page of iTunes where we still are right now. You can check that out and to a top 10 TV and film episode, which we had not done before top 10 episode it's in the pre- world. Pretty groovy. Uh, we couldn't do any of this without you. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We do it for you. We don't do it for us. Russ and I hate each other. We This is the only time we see each other all week. We're like Oasis, the band Oasis. That's just not true. Uh, the older brothers, they don't talk to each other anymore. They that's don't, they just, used... just not true. Yeah. You know, me and we're, Ross, not, we're nothing like Oasis. I mean, we both like the song Wonderwall. We're not blood related. We both uh, like Manchester City. What? No, I don't. But I do love Wonderwall. 
Yeah, it's a good song. And I'm, I actually feel like they probably hate that song now. You know, it's so like the it goes, song, man, play the hits. Yeah, it's like that's like Freebird for them. Hey, play. It's like, no, we want to play Champagne Supernova. And they're like, no, play fucking Wonderwall. Champagne Supernova, they probably also are sick of. It's, but I love Champagne Supernova even more. Anyways, enough about Oasis. This is an Oasis <laughs> podcast now. Yeah, if, if, it's called the Gallinger Going Ons. Goings On. Good Lord. Anyways, so here's what we're going to do on this show. We have the first thing I want to do. We got a lot of calls, and some of them had the exact same question. So rather than giving one person the credit for you know asking that, we're just going to discuss it as a whole because clearly a lot of people are confused about the same kind of things. And um, then after that, we have the the voicemail questions that you know some of them some people called about the same thing. But I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna give these people glory. If your call didn't get played, doesn't mean we didn't hear it. We we listen to all the voicemails and. Uh, just you know there's going to be repeats and people call about the same things and we're going to touch on as much as we can but don't get butt hurt so the first thing to talk about and this is this is a great one the guy who looks like ross <laughs> yeah what the hell man this you do you really not think it looks that much like you no i i see it there's like a particular angle that i could see it me in like 15 20 years I see it. My favorite part was that there was a uh, Twitter commenter uh, who said like, oh, Ross would never rock that hairdo. You didn't know Ross like five years ago. I literally had that hairdo for <laughs> most of my life. Ross had, I don't know what you want to call it, Bama Bangs, the frat swoop. I don't, it's like, but a shitty version of that too. It's not even like the correct full version of it. It's just, it's just a bad haircut. You were like Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Don't know what that is, but it really makes no sense to me because I assume that this dude, first of all, if you're not familiar with who we're talking about, it's one of the uh, members of the board that's in the barn crew with Arnold, I mean, Bernard. And God, what a show. Uh, with <laughs> Bernard and Maeve. Correct? Right? Maeve? Isn't she in there too? No, not Maeve. Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Wow. That could have... That could be perceived as racist. Um, but he's in there with them, and then he's on, you know, running away from uh, all the crazy hosts that are killing everybody. And for whatever reason, multiple people snapped, Snapchatted this guy to me and were like, Ross? No, it looks a lot like you. And here's the best part about it looking like you. Honestly, when somebody sent me this theory, I can't remember. We got calls about it or, or some, uh, some DMs. I think it was a DM on Instagram. So this one person, here's what they said to me. They think that a reason that they, this is the host. The Ross host is the one that Angela let go and then Angela killed the female human. And I said Ross host and I meant Ross, Ross guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was wildly confusing. Yes, Ross guest. There's a theory going on right now that the Ross guest is Logan. What? Yes. That is a terrible theory. Oh, no, no. I actually am fully behind this theory because... Angela, why would first off she must have sent him away for a reason? Because it's, it's not they don't say anything about this being a most dangerous game human hunt kind of deal. Like no, we did, but they didn't. Yeah, so dude, I think that ha it has legs to that being fucking Logan, and I am all behind it. Because if you are Logan, then this is going to be a wild season. This is this is very confusing. Why do you, why do you think it could not be Logan? This is an older Logan. It's Logan grown up. Man in Black's grown up. Logan's grown up. You think Logan? I. I just don't think Logan and his family are involved anymore. It feel like I want to know more about how the man in black becomes the main guy, like the head of the board, the majority owner or whatever he mm -hmm. is. Um, but I have a feeling it involves pushing out, you know, the, the, his in-laws, right? Cause that's who's operating and running the company. 
for the Billy William part of the Man in Black. Yeah, I mean, uh, producer Mike is looking at me right now. Turn the fucking on air light on air lights on, dude. Jeez, we got some new on air lights in our podcast studio. And it, so you flip the switch and it says on air so people know not to come on in. And Micah never turns them on. I have to remind him every single time to turn them on. He also enters and exits the room. As you, uh, could ju- as you just heard, probably. On his, on his own uh, terms. So we're technically right now, Ross and I are in full control of this, of this podcast. No one knows what we're saying. We could say anything and it would be just get on the air. But we're not going to do that because we are consummate professionals. So yeah, I really want to believe this is Logan, and I'm going to. I'm going to say it's it's episode one still. That quit this quit is wasting our time with this theory. We're not. So it's not a red herring either. Here's the next thing that a lot of people brought up to us. And this is, I'm going to say right now, out of all of the theories that I've been told this week and that people have brought up and, and just completely pulled out of their ass, this is the one that I legitimately think is 100% what's happening and I'm fully behind it all in. I could not be convinced otherwise anymore. In the opening scene of season two, episode one, that is not Arnold. It is Bernard. And it is not Bernard interviewing Dolores. It is Dolores, a fully conscious Dolores interviewing Bernard. Yeah, I love this. I'm with this. This is actually real, unlike uh, host Ross. So, I mean, guest Ross, man, it's confusing. But yeah, um, if you go back and watch the scene, like once I saw somebody tweet this a few times, it has a few people tweeted at us. I was like, okay, let me see. And I went back and watched it and I, I can get behind it. The only thing holding me back is his attire. So I'm like 98% in. Well, what, what about his attire? He's wearing like Arnold style. All black? Yeah. Uh, he's also wearing all black at the gala. Bernardis. So would this okay? We're gonna get into Bernard's attire in the hotline calls. Just know that he does wear all blacks. Just when you see Bernard wearing all black, that's that doesn't mean it's Arnold. That could Bernard has done that before. Interesting. Um, like I said, we'll get into Bernard's attire because it's actually somebody brought this up and it's it's pretty mind blowing. You're gonna like it. I am with that though, as because it it flips it off from the first you know from the way it is in season one, flips it on its head. Oh yeah, and. Man, if that's the case too, like I, we're gonna we're gonna presumably see that interview again in like the actual circumstances surrounding it, and maybe even Dolores turning Bernard online. Ooh, which would be just wild. Like, what a fucking turnaround that would be. Um, and I going back to what you said earlier, actually about William, I'm excited to see all these scenes with William as a you know running the park, you know being on the board, and maybe as partly an owner with Dolores, with Dolores, the host, because, you know, that's a big reason why he ended up, you know, taking over control of, of uh, Delos and taking control of Westworld too, is to kind of go into this park and because of what Dolores inspired him to do. And I really want to see what he does with Dolores, the host, you know, when, when he, cause we see in the trailer, he like is with her in like an interview room. Right. Which is really weird. Yeah. I want to know how we get to that point. I, Jimmy Simpson, please get back on the show as soon as possible because I, as much as I absolutely despise William, I need to know everything that happens in between the last time we saw William and the Man in Black. I so need you, to know. When you that. said trailer, are you, do you mean the pre, like this season on Westworld thing? Uh, no, I think this is the original season two trailer. 
Oh, okay. We see we see William interviewing Dolores in a. Well, in they a show game. that in the the uh, thing they played after episode mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and I was like, what? So, what are your thoughts on those? This is actually something I've been meaning to talk to you about. Look, in general, generally, my uh, position on trailers that are you know heavy with scenes from uh, upcoming seasons or episodes. And the same thing with these next time on Westworld or this season on Westworld is to avoid them at all costs. But with this show, it's a little different. There's so much going on and it's so complicated and crazy. And it's part of the fun is to guess what in the hell is going to happen this season. So I'm less inclined to avoid those entirely. I agree. And also because I always this season think there's a chance that we're being completely misled because they know that people are out there fact finding and hunting and trying to find out all these theories. That is the hope, right? Like, yeah, that they're one step ahead of us. Oh, I and it's hard to imagine that, you know, Nolan and Joy would approve these trailers that gave away things right? that there's a reason behind they're telling you the specific things they tell you. It's not like they're showing you a whole episode. They're showing you specific things. And my hope is that the things they show us aren't even in a fucking episode at all. Yeah, my my biggest thing that I'm rooting for this season is to be, I mean, maybe not as shocked as I was in season one, but somewhere near it. Like, I want them to achieve the same level of uh, deception that they achieved in season one in some other new way. Like, you know what I mean? There needs to be a twist that is worthy of the show. And they can't force it because forcing it's going to be the worst thing ever. Right. Because think about, think of how terrible, like terribly contrived twists they can make. Oh, the man in black is a host. Okay. Like, no, that'd be awful. That would be so bad. I mean, if you want to be real about it, the, the, this show and its success is, is, you know, weighted entirely on that point now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, on whether or not they were able to come up with a clever enough, cool enough, uh, you know, something that can be cleanly executed in season two during the off season when they were writing the episodes. And if they didn't, that would suck. But you have to think that they did. And if they've been doing that kind of planning and this whole uh, deal is Dolores interviewing Bernard, that to me is a great little stepping stone minor twist to get us into a bigger twist later on. For sure, yeah. That, because, that would be a good one. Because you know they're not going to show their hand this early on. Like they, this, one, this might be a little spoiler. This is not going to be the big twist of the season because everybody's no. already talking about it. No, no, no. I mean, and that's exactly what I mean. If it is the big twist of the season, that would be lame. It would be. You got to hope that that's not the case. Can't be. Um, and I think that's why they made it overt by having all these Arnold, like, is that fucking Arnold? Because he's doing very Bernardi things. I think they made that overt it, it, to make it not as big of a twist. Right. I also just don't want to be asking the same questions I was in season one. You know what I mean? Like, I want new questions. And uh, that's part of the reason I said, like, I'm not really willing to fully judge episode one until we've seen at least episode two, maybe even three, to see where the the season is going. Um, Because I need to be asking different questions than I was asking in season one for it to be really great to me. Mm Mm-hmm. So the third thing that a lot of people brought up to us was the DNA scanner on the door of the remote facility that Charlotte brings Bernard. Yeah, I was pretty upset with us for not touching on this because um, it was one, like maybe the biggest thing that shot up like a red flag in my mind watching the episode. You see, it didn't bother me that much. And I want you to explain to me what was such a big deal about this to you. They, The way it was shot, the way it was presented to us, and the fact that they focused on it made it seem important. And just from a purely like 
you know, the simplest way of thinking about it, it's like, okay, well, we've never considered whether or not a host has DNA or how that would come into play. It, my first thought would be no, a robot doesn't have DNA, right? So when she was like, hey, you're going to need to get scanned on this thing for your DNA, I was like, oh shit, it's not going to let him in. But then it did. I mean, for me, I've already taken myself into this world where they are capable of making unbelievably, incredibly lifelike hosts. So it wasn't too out of the, out of the realm of possibility for me to believe that they made artificial DNA that's the same as regular DNA, but just given to these hosts. So, okay, then explain this to me. Is the DNA scanner on that door to make sure that only people who are supposed to have access get in? She makes it seem like it's only so like the wrong people don't get in. So Bernard's DNA was already part of the security protocol that allowed him access. Either that or the DNA scanner could somehow read his DNA and his DNA said he wasn't a bad guy. And that could technically tie into the research they're doing, you know, because they know when you go into the park, what you do, they know, Oh, Ross, here's Ross's DNA. This is the DNA of somebody who went into the park and killed everybody seconds after getting in there. Cause that's what you said you would do. Yeah, it is. So they now know, okay, DNA similar to this is for aggressive tendencies or for people who are severely, severely, unbelievably unstable and probably shouldn't be in public on most days. Okay. And who probably, probably have something wrong with them. But that know, doesn't make any to sense. To a large so what, degree. This is a room that's accessible by anyone with like, like good-natured individuals? Or just not bad. I mean, hey, we don't know. This is a theory. It's I know, episode, I know, it's I know. One. I know. No, but this this was big to me because it just it kind of like why point it out if you're not going to explain it or if it's not going to play into the bigger picture. We know the other way that DNA mm. is kind of involved in this season, or at least in the it was a talking point from episode one, is that they are keeping track and keep and they're storing DNA from guests and keeping track of everything that everybody does. Yeah, which is like you know that whole Facebook. Comparison. I understand how people are hung up on how does Bernard have DNA or like maybe why do they make such a big deal out of this if he was just let in anyways. And I do think there's going to be some more meaning to the fact that Bernard was able to go in there without a hitch. But I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that a host shouldn't have DNA. Because I think that it, it, I just think they wouldn't only living, breathing things, you know, created by God or evolution or whatever it is you want to believe have dna though we like my computer doesn't have dna yeah but this is a thing that is made to be as human as possible and dna is one of the key tenets of a human so they probably think of how easy it would be in the future if you had all this technology that we are to believe they have to just make an artificial double helix and put it in a person let me ask you this Jared. jared what is dna for oh man okay what are you my 10th grade biology teacher what the fuck is this yeah, I don't it, know. It, I don't know, Ross. Okay, but it's for reproduction and, and genetic traits that are passed from human to human, generation to generation, etc. What good would DNA do a robot? Do they have sex and reproduce via sex? No. Do they have genetically inherited traits? No, because they don't reproduce via sex. So what the fuck would DNA do for a robot? That's why it makes no sense to me that Bernard has DNA. I understand that hang up and I and I do think that we will be there will be an answer to that in the coming episode. Are we 100% sure that is Bernard? Well, he finds himself on the tablet. True. Right after that. He also has to put that liquid into his neck, yeah. which I don't think Arnold would do. So, I actually for a second thought, wait, at the gala, 
Bernard is dressed in all black like Arnold, which right. which he stays in up we through every single scene we see post Gala, Bernard is still wearing his all black suit. Right. I do think that Ford made intentionally dressed up Bernard as Arnold for this for this uh, gala. The things I'm most concerned with right now are the fact that there could be multiple of any host that has been created, right? What is there to make us believe that there's only one Bernard? And we're going to get into that in the hotline calls. Okay. And then the other thing is that uh, we don't know what when any of this shit that we're seeing is happening. No. Which is a serious fucking problem if you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I have, I have a few little things I have later on that'll give you a little bit better idea of the timeline, but that by no means will make you feel good about the timeline. Great. Because that's that's where we are. No, that's where we're supposed to be. And the last thing I'm going to bring up before hotline calls is a final settling of the gun issue. I swear to God, we are not talking about this again because this has taken up months of me and Ross's lives. We are not, <laughs> after this episode, if you call in about the gun thing, I am going to email it to Micah and then make him come find you and he's going to send you a, uh, like a Sherry's Berries, but it's going to be all rotten and then, and then you're going to have that to deal with. I don't even know what a Sherry's Berries is. How it's about like an edible, does- edible arrangement. Sorry, it's more of a... Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. The gun issue. It what it's what I think going back with Charlotte was that whole conversation she had with Bernard. Bernard was saying that not the hosts, but the guns have been read have been changed to read the guests as hosts. So, Meaning it's all in the guns. It has nothing to do with the host. The guns are smart enough. They have the technology to know, oh, I'm being pointed at a human. Oh, I'm being pointed at a host. And it changes up the velocity of the bullet based on that that's an i could i mean that's an interesting take on it oh not only is that an interesting take that is the take and we will accept none other none that doesn't sound fair that sounds like like a dictatorship i i just i will know i i can't be my life has been ruined from this that's like the north korea of of gun takes (laughs) this is the truth no i mean i understand it's frustrating it really is and it's one of like the least important things that we could argue about and waste time on uh, I will currently accept that for sure. Like, I just wish they would explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would take two seconds on the show, and then we'd never have to talk about what the fu- how the guns work or how the ammo works or why bullets pierce humans and not or hosts or not humans. And we just we could leave it alone. But here's the deal: I think this was that two seconds. I think this is exactly that. I think these two seconds had Charlotte talking to Bernard and Bernard saying the guns can read us. As well, he's obviously we know he's a fucking host, but the the guns can read humans as hosts now because of Ford. Meaning there's a difference when a host is pointed at a guest versus a host. We, when a gun is pointed at a host, what I say, a host is pointed at a host. My God, this but is, yeah, no, I mean, okay, fine. Th- this this theory just frazzles me. This is the best one I've heard, so I'm going to accept it and move on. Okay, good. And if you have, if you want to counteract that, tweet only at Ross. Do not include me. Yeah, leave Jared out of it. He's done. I'm not. I'm out on it. I will always search for the truth. All right, guys. It is time for the cold line calls. It's time to freeze. It wasn't your best. No, it wasn't. Try again. I'm, it's time to freeze. That was better. Here's the cold line. If you want to get in and uh, get your listener voicemail, maybe on the show, if it's good, 888-6-FREEZE. 
That's how you get on. There's only two E's, just like with the normal word freeze, just to be clear. Yeah, we had somebody hit me up and be like, hey, uh, you said uh, freeze. Is that like two E's, three? I was like, I was, I, I was like, what? I thought, I thought that was apparent, but apparently not. So it is two E's. It is freeze. You thought it was apparent, but apparently not. If you can't tell right now, uh, my, my brain is working at about 85% capacity. Why? Um, you need some of that liquid shot up in your neck. Yeah, if you have cortical fluid, please send it to uh, the office. I will, I will inject it into me. Very quickly, though, why? Why is, my, why is your brain functioning at 85%? Because of Westworld, dude. Oh, okay. Westworld's, Westworld's got me. My, it's like 15% of my brain at all times is thinking of Westworld theory, so the other 85% is forced to go about life as normal, but there's some of that brain function that I need in the 85% being tied up in the 15%. So I, I need to like do a little bit of recalibration. Wow, I need to I need to defragment. Honestly, wow. If, if you're a computer nerd out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, here we go. First call. Hey y'all, this is Harley calling from Ohio. Big fan. Been listening since the first episode, and I love it. Um, I was just calling because uh, me and my boyfriend are doing a watch through right now of season one, and I was listening to y'all's podcast um, that released earlier this week. And you were wondering if they were going to meet up with Armistice. So we are on episode four right now of season one. And Armistice was giving the history of her tattoo to the man in black, saying that she was going to fill the snake's face uh, on her tattoo with the blood of the last person, who is Wyatt. Um, If she does come back, do you guys think that she is going to be getting for Dolores and she is the Wyatt personality. Um, thought that was just an interesting little twist that could possibly happen. Um, let me know. Love you guys. Love listening to the podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, snap. I mean, the only thing is Dolores has the ability to control any other host. Well, we haven't seen her do that yet. We know Maeve has that because she got the security clearance through all the tablets and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. We shit. haven't seen Dolores do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, then that's a possibility. I mean, yeah, I totally forgot about how, you know, Armistice, if she, be, you know, gets to this level of awakeness to where she can try to, like... Because right now, we know Maeve is acting on a desire that she had as a, you know, slightly awakened host. She wants to see her daughter. Maybe if she was fully conscious like Dolores, she would understand that, oh, this doesn't mean anything. But to me, in my opinion, Maeve is partly awake to where she has the ability to act on anything she wants, but her brain isn't still fully there. If Armistice gets like that, what she's going to want to do is kill Wyatt, and she'll have the means to do that and the ability to go and completely off her loop and try to accomplish that like Maeve is doing right now with her daughter, in which case that will be absolutely wild. The, the levels of wokeness uh, are still so confusing to me. Obviously, you know, they haven't... They're supposed to be confusing. We're all supposed to be confused by this. The differences between Maeve, Dolores, uh, somebody like Armistice, Bernard even at this point, like it's hard to say where he's at, you know, on the scale of uh, mm-hmm. consciousness. Like we said, Dolores is the only one you and I think are, is totally conscious because we saw her jump that gap in episode 10 of season one. And then in episode one of season two, she literally addresses it yeah. to the camera in, an, in a terrible way at one point mm-hmm. when she says that doesn't look like anything to me, but... Yeah, I don't. I mean, it would be kind of cool to see a little bit of host on host uh, crime at some point, like a conflict there. 
I definitely would be surprised if we don't see Armistice again in any way. Like, that's such a good character, such a cool character. Uh, they wouldn't have thrown that thing in at the end of season one if she didn't... If You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we did not see her die. We have seen the door where she was, and her corpse was not there. Mm-hmm. So I have to think she's alive and comes back into play somehow. I completely agree with that. And, uh, yeah, if, if she starts fighting Dolores that's gonna be a fucking battle two just bad bitches going at it you know next call hey guys this is Sarah from Tahoe first time listener and first time caller Um, I was just listening to the segment about how you guys talked about when Bernard wakes up on the beach and how that is after him and Charlotte were kind of running and going into that bunker and whether that time with him and Charlotte was, you know, the two weeks before he ends up washing up on the shore and if that was connected or if washing up on the shore was a completely different storyline. Well, something I noticed is Bernard is in a completely different suit. He's in an all black suit when he's with Charlotte. I think her name's Charlotte. And uh, when he washes up on the shore, he's kind of in his regular gears, suit, uh, regular suit. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, all right. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. So I went back after hearing this call and actually looked and saw that, yes, Arnold, a.k.a. Bernard, is wearing two different suits. Not a.k.a. (laughs) Sorry, I fucked up, dude. Okay, this is one of those things. If Ross and I ever accidentally mess up and, like, say host instead of guest, yeah. This is such a confusing show, and we're talking about hosts and guests, and everything sounds the same, Bernard and Arnold. Like, we're doing our best. We apologize. We know that it's very— I don't apologize. uh, I apologize for Ross. I want to do that for him. So my bad. Okay, and so it'll never start over and explain it to me like I'm a fucking seven-year-old. That's the age I that want might, you to. Yeah, that might be a little much for you, but I'll, I'll see if you can kind of get yourself down here. Um, so when Bernard wakes up on the beach, he's wearing a gray suit with a white shirt. Which is, that's typical Bernard wear. Yeah. Correct? Yes. That's the That's the kind of fit we would see him in on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, in like a GQ shoot or something. We also have Gala Bernard. Or, yeah, Gala Bernard is the same attire as Arnold. He's wearing all black. Which makes it just so crystal clear as to what's going on. <laughs> so, after all the post-Gala scenes when Bernard and Charlotte are running away and all that and they go to the, the secret lair of the drone hosts... Bernard is still wearing all black. So if we are to, but but here's why that's not a huge deal to me. Like the fact that they're wearing two different suits. We literally see Charlotte change clothes in the, in the remote facility. Well, why are we concerned with the differences in attire between the Bernard that's found on the beach and the Bernard at the gala? Because the time gap there is unknown to us. Exactly. But some people think that that is a hint that's given to us. I don't think that has anything to do with anything. Frankly. I don't either because, like I said, we see Charlotte change. We're just gonna believe that that Bernard doesn't change. You're clothes not required ever. to wear the same clothes forever. Yeah. That could be three years later. We have no idea. Uh, let me ask you a question, Jared. Since yeah. we're on the topic of the confusion of Bernard and Arnold, is there any part of you, if you had to put a percentage on it, from one to a hundred, what percentage of you thinks that Arnold might still be alive? One. And really? That's, and that's because I don't take anything for certain in this show. Wow, okay. 
So I think that so much of the show is based on Arnold's death, and that's so much like Dolores's consciousness is that's like a main thing for her that you can't have a cornerstone if you're conscious but to me that would be her conscious cornerstone is is arnold's death so i guess just to eliminate that possibility um the thing that i think of is like okay if i'm arnold and i'm trying to execute what he was trying to execute with dolores and the whole situation back then his his uh suicide by host you think he made could he have made an arnold to put in like if because if it's me and I'm like, well, okay, I figured out the way to attempt to get this guy, my partner, to not open the park. And it's by host, suicide by host. But I don't really want to die because I only get one life. So I'm going to make another me and plug him. In. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. That would be terrible to play out on screen. So I'm with you. I think it's a, like, but there's still this little bitty piece of me that's like, that could be some kind of twist. I don't know. I had I not. Know considered really that uh that arnold had done that um because it just seemed like he was so deeply tied into how fucked up everything was and right he just wanted to kill himself because he was just so depressed about it doesn't it all. seem like something he would have done considering the circumstances i'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility oh it's very very possible but i but i again i i don't think that that clothing in this show is indicative of anything you know i, I don't think that it could be an easy red herring. Yeah. Because, yes, in season one, the easiest way to tell the difference between Bernard and Arnold, if you go back and watch, is their clothing. But do not let that become a thing in your mind that you're basing theories or plot points on because you're going to get fucked. In season one, it was a way to kind of like look back and see. But as we, as we see in season two, episode one, they literally dressed up bernard like arnold so it's not like it's not like bernard is incapable of wearing all black like it's you know no i'm kind of hoping on to on uh this sunday that in episode two of season two there's a massive reveal that involves just clothing and it makes us look like total fools that would be rough that would be rough you know what speaking of clothes 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 cloth cloth. being speaking of cloth a uh if you want to support the podcast monetarily we own and operate a clothing brand called Rowdy Gentleman, and we're currently doing a buy two, get one free t-shirt sale. And our t-shirts, as our producer Micah would say, are lit. Say it, Micah. Oh, don't, please. Oh, say it. He, these tees are lit. There we go. Oh, Hell yeah. Um, we have some pretty awesome graphic tees. Uh, my favorite ones are the Boater Cycle. It is a t-shirt that just has a jet ski on it. Or is it a Wave Runner? I, I honestly get those two confused a lot. Which They're is the same thing. Is, they're not though. That's that's the problem. It's a jet ski. Uh, you know the fact that you think they're the same thing just is depressing. Either way, my uh, favesies. I'm gonna run through them because yours aren't important. Uh, Napple time is a short sleeve pocket tee that's incredible. It uh, is like a like an off yellow kind of very cool shirt. Um, we've got the classics all up in here too. My tie is one of the ones that I own. It's just a shirt with a drink on the front, but it's a cool sand color. The retro gentleman is if your name, if your initials are RG, one of my best friends initials are RG and I sent him this shirt and I was like, you need this because it has the RG two letters in an awesome, incredible, like cool 80s style vintage. It's like 80s Aztec. Yeah. 80s colors. 80s design. Yeah. Yes. And it's awesome. The ukulele shirt's badass. The Tortuga is another really good one. And These again, are, the deal right now is if you buy two, you get a third for free. 
Yes, this these are like the ultimate spring summer vibe T-shirts. Like you're going to the beach, you're going you're to going, the pool at your apartment complex or to the lake or whatever. Um, so yeah, these buy two get one free. The code for that is free shirt. That's easy to remember. Also, that ends today at midnight, I believe. So yeah. Thursday, April twenty sixth. If you're listening right now, you might want to hit pause. Go to rowdygentleman.com. And what's the code? Free shirt. One word. That is easy enough. It free is. Free shirt at checkout to get that uh, buy two, get one free deal on rowdygentleman.com. If you are listening to the podcast beyond Thursday, April 26th, do we have a discount code for Rowdy Gentleman? Yes, it is freeze. Two so you, you can use that for 10% off your entire order. 15%. What? Yeah, we got 15% on this oh, show. Oh, shit, dude. That's that's a big percent. That is the biggest percent we give out at this company. So use freeze on rightygentleman.com. If it's past April 26th, you'll get 15% off your entire order. I, there might be a spending limit on that. It could be 150 bucks. There might not be a spending limit on that. I'm not privy to those details, but it doesn't. the point is go on there and try it out. Maybe it's 90% off. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, really, it's just 15. We would be out of a job. Yeah, nice. we would get fired. Next call. Hey guys, it's Serena, your intern from LA. <laughs> so I'm calling about the dicks. Do you guys know I work in TV and here in Hollywood, there's an urban legend called the Mole of Kintyre Test, which supposedly originated from the British FCC. They vehemently denied it ever existed, but the Mole of Kintyre is this landmass that resembles a penis. Feel free to look it up while I explain this. And it's been rumored that you can show dick on TV as long as it's not erect past the angle formed by this landmass. So just a little fun fact to keep in your mind as we go through this season, since apparently we'll be getting a lot more male full frontal. Also regarding the Bernard Arnold is this now debate. Um, I'm thinking it was supposed to be Arnold and the glasses thing you guys pointed out is actually why I think that. Back in season one, when Ford was like coaching Bernard on how to be Arnold, he said the finishing touch was to clean his glasses and use it as a moment of reflection as Arnold always did. So I think the fact that he's cleaning his glasses and says he was lost in thought is a subtle message to the viewer that we're seeing Arnold and Dolores. But that's just my take. That's all I got. Bye, guys. This penis thing is bizarre. Did, did, did you understand what she was saying, Ross? No, but I am a feeble-minded idiot. Okay, so apparently, <laughs> apparently there is this island, and it looks like a penis in the British FCC. This is apparently a rumor, like an urban legend. They said that if the penis is erect past the point that like the, to where it looks like this Island, if it's past that point, then you can't show it on TV. There's like a certain level of erection. You can, I, if that is true, that is wild. That's, that's so Brit. And it's very, it's very fitting that the Brit is the one whose penis we see. So flaccid is okay. Flaccid's okay. But it, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's saying like half chubs. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. So I uh, thank you, Intern Trina. And addressing your point about uh, the glasses, I did forget that whole scene where yeah, uh, where Ford's teaching Bernard how to how to clean his glasses like Arnold did, but he's not cleaning his glasses. He just has them off. If he was, if he had taken them off, cleaned them, and put them back on. Wait, in which scene? In uh, the opening scene of. Of of last episode. Okay. Now there's a chance he was cleaning them and got lost in thought while he was cleaning. And we just don't see the fact that he was cleaning them, and that's very possible. I guess just for me, I well, why would him cleaning them indicate one way or another who we're seeing? It wouldn't. Because would. Bernard has been given that final touch of cleaning his glasses yeah. to look like Arnold. 
Yeah. So it could be either one of them still. It, it could completely be either one of them, yes. I guess for me, I, I like kind of use that as my reason why in this kind of through a wrench in things, but then as a recovery, yes, uh, like you were saying, this could have just been Bernard taught to be as honorable as possible. Thank you, Winter Serena, and thank you for all the awesome content that you make that you can check out on Instagram at Freeze All Motor Functions and Twitter at Freeze All Motor. Next call. Uh, this is Pop Pop in the Santa Barbara area. I got one more uh, question for you. If there is one character in Westworld who you would like to see wear an eye patch, who would that be? I think there's a clear front runner for that, but I wanted to have y'all's opinion. Thanks. I love the podcast. Out. I have a very easy answer. Ross, what's yours? You we're, Let's say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Hector. Old Bill. Oh. Old Bill. Old Bill. Dude, come on. Dude, what are you kidding me? You, what, you want Hector to wear an eye patch? All right. You bring up an important point. You thought we were going to say we, the same thing. Will we ever see Old Bill again? Uh, I need to. Be a damn shame if we didn't. Because we need more shoe talk, more foot fetish. That's uh, my favorite foot fetish. But no, besides. man, come on, man. Hector is the real answer. No. I will tell me what, okay, what about Hector with an eye patch? Name another character that could pull off an eye patch. I already did. <laughs> Old Bill isn't even a full-fledged host. He's like a 1990s Microsoft Word. Okay, you're sounding a lot like Carl Strand here with your talk about the host not being real people, you know? I don't even know who Carl Strand is. The head of operations, dude. We just, no, we just uh, met uh, him. Come on, he's a brand new character. Give me a fucking week okay, before no, I have no. to know his name. Yeah, they barely they say his name once. Jeez, I'm still calling him Floki. <laughs> you you might as well just call him that all season long. People actually responded well to that. Yeah, it's the dude from Vikings. That's that's the only other thing I've seen him in. So who it, is? Uh, as as a, a call will soon point out, he is a Skarsgård. He is the brother of the guy from Big Little Lies. Holy shit! Yes. What? Yeah. Dude, he's Alexander Skarsgård's brother? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh-huh. There, wow. Dude, there's a lot of Skarsgårds. Holy shit. Dude, that family, they're doing it. There's So that's Gustav Skarsgård, I believe, it, yeah. is that guy. Yes, you're correct. Then there's Alexander, and then there's Bill, Walter, Sam, Ossian, and Kolbjorn. Wow. There's a lot of Skarsgårds. Alexander uh, really came away with all the handsomeness between at least the two that I'm most familiar with. I mean, Bill. Bill kinda, Bill's a good-looking dude. Bill's got like a, a kind of like a One Direction thing going on. He with does. Him, he looks know? like he could be a member of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe Alexander won an award for his work in uh, Big he, Little Lies. He was great show. He was unbelievably good in that, which is crazy because he was playing a well, terrible woman yeah, beater. Yeah, terrible. An abusive spouse. A yeah, bad, it's, it's funny because like the person. only other thing I'd ever seen him in was True Blood on HBO, where he was essentially playing like a parody of himself. I don't know how to explain that, but True Blood was just a goofy as fuck show. It was a vampire, like, comedy, horror, ultra-violent sex fest. It was absurd, and it didn't take his best acting, is all I'll say. So, to see him in a full-blown role where he was having to play not only a violent, disturbed character, but to nail it as well as he did was cool. He was awesome. Uh, next call. Hey, y'all, this is Jocelyn from College Station, Texas, and I was calling in with a take that I'm not sure anybody noticed. Um, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but in the scene where Dolores has the Galagest, um up in the gallows, Galagest, gallows, there's potential there. I'll let Jared run with it. Um, but she has their hands tied in front of them and nooses around their necks. And I don't know if y'all can stand up right now and, like, recreate that, but, like, if your hands are tied in front of you, 
Um, it's pretty easy, even though you're balancing on those grave markers, to remove that noose around your neck after they all left. Um, I don't know if that's something they didn't notice. If your hands are tied behind your back, I see how that would be a lot more difficult. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if Dolores, like, overlooked that. Um, it seems kind of hard with how smart they are to, like, think that they didn't see how they could escape from that. Um, but, yeah, y'all let me know what you think. Um, hope to make it on the pod. Love y'all. Bye. This girl gets tied up a lot. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> what? How would she know all that? Okay, let's not get into all that. Let's just say this. I totally agree with her. And when I saw this on the show, I was like, holy shit. Like, does Dolores just not know how to make it so that people can't get out of her, like, saw kind of-esque way of killing them? Like, My, my favorite thing from this scene, though, is the meme that got posted on our Instagram and Twitter at Freeze All Motor Functions on Instagram where the guy is asking, what are you going to do to us? And the caption says, I mean, it looks like she's going to hang you, dude. Not really sure, though. Like, what do you think she's going to do to you? There's a noose around your neck, bruh. Yeah, that was insane. I don't know what, what that idiot was thinking. What a stupid fucking question. Um, so, yeah, I if you if you go back and look, they are standing on the grave markers. They're hung by their necks, and their hands are tied, but their hands are tied in front of them. You could easily reach your hand up and, like, put, you know, grab onto the noose itself. Or, or just take the noose off. Or just take the noose off, depending <laughs> on how tight it was. It does look, though, like some of their body weight is already on their neck, meaning it would be very hard to get it off. The noose was tight enough, but... I mean, this man in a tuxedo could have easily taken his noose off. And the thing is, we don't ever see them actually get hung, so I, I'm inclined to believe, because we don't see their death, that they are still alive, and maybe that uh, Bernard and Charlotte stumble across them. Yeah, it is, it's kind of funny, though. Like, no one on set was like, hey, maybe we should have their hands tied behind their back, like, very tightly or something, like, or, like, yeah. anything but this. It's just weird. I agree. Thank you for the call. Next but one. They, they got a lot of shit to worry about, so. Yeah, they got a lot on their minds. Hey, Ross. Hey, Jared. It's Joey from Texas. Um, I'm about to start to watch episode one of season two for the second time, and I actually just paused the theme song as I'm calling you right now, and I just had an epiphany. So as you recall, in season one, the focus of the theme song was the two skeletons, or whatever you want to call them, having sex. Well, now in the season two theme song, that it's not necessarily the same woman skeleton, but there's a woman skeleton now holding a child, which would be the next step in reproduction. You have sex, and then there's a child. And perhaps this is symbolic for the evolution and the development of the hosts into the world and them reaching the homeland. Uh, just something that came to mind. You guys are doing a great job. Really happy and really happy to see you guys doing so well. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. This is news to me. Did you say you have sex and then there's a child? <laughs> uh, look, I, I find it to be extremely sexist and anti-feminist that there's the, this, the next step, the skeleton in this season's opening should have been pregnant. A pregnant skeleton. Yeah. Because technically, Jared, just to explain it to you, because I know you don't know. Yeah, can you please? It's sex, and, and it's not just it's sex, and then there's a child. It's sex, and then pregnancy, and then there's a child. Okay, because I was still going off this whole stork deal. Yeah. Uh, we actually got a tweet from somebody who was like, hey, uh, it seems like Jared's obsessed with virginity. What's the deal with that? 
and oh, I, I haven't responded yet uh, because this is like part of your shtick and you've made this fuck you've been making virginity jokes well i said that weird but you've been making virginity jokes for like the entire time i've known you and i've never been able to wrap my head around it so i don't know how to explain that to our listener and it's just it's on you now well i mean you've known me since you know me since i was 19 years old and as you know um sex is illegal in the united states until you're 21 right so it all started then um and really it just kind of snowballed down from there and and then we got here to the present day i mean that's really it's, oh that's all there is to it okay um, but yeah, no, I like the, uh, analysis of the, the opening for the show. Yeah. It's, I, I think that there is definitely something to be said there about the kind of birth and the kind of development of the, of the host. It will be interesting to see if there is any more, uh, I mean, we obviously have the storyline of Maeve looking for her child. That is a child based storyline, but Will there be more about possibly reproduction or creation in this season? Maybe hosts creating hosts type of stuff. We'll see. Next call. Hey, guys. This is Kenton from Columbus. Um, So I've been thinking, since Bernard is a robotic version of Arnold who was made by Ford, um, how long do you think Ford waited until after Arnold's death to make Bernard? And don't you think there's anybody in the park that sees uh, Bernard and says, hey, that's a fucking robotic version of Arnold. It's not a real person. And I I don't know. I'm just confused. Don't you think there's at least someone in the park that's been around long enough to be able to see Bernard and know that he's not a real person and actually a robot? All right. Loads podcast, guys. Thanks. This has been a kind of talking point for this show since – last season ever since we find out that bernard is a host you just have to live under the assumption that they made it they made a point to clear out everybody who ever had met arnold um and ford touches on it he talks about it oh go on i can't remember the line but he definitely addresses like that he was able to eliminate all record and history of his partner he says something along those lines and I can't remember when. I know that's not helpful. You are the ultimate source. You're, they call you the human bibliography because you have just crushed that sourcing. Yeah, sorry uh, for not having a more apt answer. But nah, he, he definitely addresses it. Because I remember being like, oh shit, that was kind of a big moment. Yeah, that, Ford is so so plotting. He would never just let like, oh hey, I used to work here 20 years ago. I want to come back and check it out. Oh hey, I remember that guy. He got shot in the head. Like that's not something Ford would <laughs> let happen. Right, right. Next call. What's up, guys? Joe from Dallas here. So, uh, shit on a barn gang all you want, but I think they were totally justified in killing that stable boy. When he saw them, he acted super hokey like he was on a loop. Then he asked them if he could take them into the valley beyond, which is the exact fucking thing that Dolores referenced to the Ghost Nation brave right before she put the chrome to his dome. Still no clue what this valley beyond is, or if there are Lisa mattresses there, but that stable boy was absolutely a corrupted host was going to get all those morons killed somehow. We've seen the host use deception as a tactic, before with Maeve and now with Angela, and I wouldn't put it past this little fucker to attempt to lure them into a trap. So yes, they did ultimately all take L's and were arguably the dumbest individuals to ever secure board seats on a massive company like Dallas, but I do think that the Barn Gang did manage to scrape a dub first. R.I.P. Barn Gang. R.I.P. Yeah, I'm with that. 
in hindsight, the Barn Gang really had no choice. What were they going to do? Now, now, let's wait a second and see if this guy's dangerous or not. No, you fucking... It, it, come on. He's a caller is correct. But, but I have your, no further points. But to your point last time, they were loud when they killed him. How did like, that part was stupid? Yeah, I mean, I I guess looking back on it, yeah. If if I see all these hosts going crazy, I'm not gonna assume just because he looks like a gentle, stable boy that he's gonna be like a kind soul. But now you start talking about the Valley Beyond, you're getting the uh, pitchfork to the throat, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just can't believe. It. Yeah, it took four of them to, to kill him. The fact that they, st- them stabbing him with his own pitchfork just <laughs> makes me laugh every time I think about it. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> and they're like, ah, like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? Oh, God. Next call. What's up, guys? Uh, quick thought. I know we've seen a lot of trailers with Dolores in futuristic modern clothing. What if that is actually a flashback and she is brought to the real world by... Uh, original William, like the McPoyle dude, William, and Logan, and that's like what we're seeing. Just a thought. I'd love to hear, hear, hear your thoughts there. Also, Jared, I heard you're fluent in German because you have a German degree. Okay, bye. Donkasun, uh, I love this theory. This is another one that, from you guys that I have learned about, and... I totally think this is what the deal is. I think that we are kind of teased in these trailers to think that Dolores has made it to the real world and she's escaped the parks. But really, I think that this is all from when William, still convinced that Dolores was real or trying to just see how she would fit in in the real world, brings her to the real world to like some parties and shit as like a, as like a kind of a, an escort type deal. And it doesn't work out. I yeah, I bet it doesn't work out. I could see that. That'd be that's a plausible storyline for sure. Like that William back in the day, Billy back in the day Billy is what we'll be calling him henceforth, that he takes Dolores out of the park and gives her like a test spin, if you will, like a test drive. Oh and then gross, he dude. doesn't like the results and it's part of the reason he inevitably, you know, continues down the road as the man in black and gets sick of her. Because she has not achieved full consciousness at the point that he would would have been taking her out of the park, right? Yeah, she just achieved a very frustrating level of almost consciousness that he just hates a shit ton about. Right. So, and there's no reason he would have brought that up at any point, really, in season one that he would have needed to. That's the only other thing that would make me hesitant about that theory. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. I love that theory. Next call. Yo, what's up? It's Will in Boston. I think the OG hot blonde host, what she finds for Teddy and Dolores is like the Mesa hub. Because before, you know, when they can't see futuristic stuff, they couldn't see it, but now they found it. And that would be the one thing that would jolt Teddy into believing that humans are evil and then be fully on Dolores' side like, to see that butcher room. All right, peace. That actually is what I originally thought as well. Because I try to think of everything possible that Angela could have been showing to, you know, Dolores and Teddy that would that Dolores thinks would make Teddy like get on her side and believe all this is fake. I mean, and honestly, my original theory was Mesa Hub, but my my wild like it's episode one like jumping way too fast to conclusions is that it is Elsie who does what. It is Elsie that Angela finds 
who is in some way going to convince Teddy that they are all hosts. Because Elsie, as we know, you know, Bernard choked her out inside the park. And we never see her again, but we see Bernard again. So there's a possibility Elsie's been in the park this whole time and that Angela found her. Maybe Elsie's been doing some behind-the-scenes shit. We don't know. But, you know, I'm just saying there's a chance that what Angela found is Elsie. I guess there's a chance. So OG hot blonde uh, host is Angela. Yeah, that's, that is Elon Musk's double ex-wife. She's my number one on the show. Really? Yeah. And a big part of that is the double Elon Musk marriage thing. Mm-hmm. You got to be a special type of crazy uh, sexually to achieve such a feat. Well, Elon Musk also is creating cyborg dragons, which is... Saw that as of yesterday. Very related to he, Westworld and Game of Thrones. I think he called himself a cyborg... Oh, no, he said I'm making cyborg dragons. I feel like Kanye would have called himself a cyborg dragon. He called himself a dragon. Him and, and Trump, right? Him and Trump. Yeah. Um, this is really taking me back to like the whole Charlie Sheen dragon blood thing, except now it's like <laughs> tiger this whole blood. other... Tiger blood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay. You got dragons in the mind. Too much OCC for you. I Yes, yes. Anyway, love Angela. Um, that do you think we'll get this next week? You have to, right? Have to. They can't. They can't set the cliffhanger up with us like that and just not give it to us. So right? whatever this is that Angela has found that Dolores had her looking for, presumably, right? We're supposed to assume that, right? Yeah, we just she's have like, to assume she's been looking for it and at the behest of Dolores. Yeah. I hope we do get to see that next next episode. Me too. Next call. Hey, boys. Hayden from uh, Colorado. Film major here. Uh, not that that makes me any smarter. Um, I was just wa- wondering about the fact that uh, they really hammered home how easy it is to take out the brains on these hosts. It's going to pull in the plot point that we might be able to switch brains on these. I was thinking specifically about Bernard. I know we see him on one of his core, core attributes he has. Is he, he likes to keep his glasses clean. And for the entire, I'm going to call it the more current timeline, he's not wearing his glasses and seems entirely absent-minded about them. So, uh, yeah, some brain switching might be going on here, which uh, I think we could all use after this long weekend. All right. Have a good one. Out. Damn it. Do we need more confusing things? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good point, man. They, they, we get multiple instances in episode one of season two of those brains being removed, and it does not look all that complicated. I mean... We had Costa doing it in the field in a non-sterile environment. It wasn't even sterile. It wasn't sterile. It wasn't even close. You have to think that, all right, so with everything we know, there is the, you know, it almost be like taking the soul out of a host and putting it in another host. You you think that it would carry all the information, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like everything. That's at least what we have to assume so far. So I, I, that would not be crazy to me. Would that be that much harder than just uploading like your consciousness into my host. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what makes this show so crazy is that there's kind of an infinite amount of possibilities of, of what can go down, which keeps you on your toes the entire time. Um, that surely the brains will have some more important things to do with this season. Yeah, we had never even heard of them, and they got two instances of them in episode, in episode one. one. Yeah, it yeah, has to be more. something. I will poo-poo on this man's theory about uh, Bernard and the glasses, though. As you see, the second, the first thing we see about Bernard on the beach is that his glasses get washed away into the ocean. Yeah. It, the wave comes up, picks up the glasses, brings him in the ocean. So, But again, just why would they do that? that? You know, why would they have his glasses get washed away? Got to be something. 
And speaking about Bernard, I'm just going to leave this one to you guys. I don't, because I, I kind of had this one shown to me, but I'd rather you guys find it for yourself. Go back and look at these scenes that, uh, that we see of the uh, kind of Delos security team that comes in shooting the hosts. Go watch all those on the beach and you might notice something. That's all I'll say. Next call. What's up, guys? Dan from North Carolina. Uh, two quick things. One, I was uh, re-watching uh, um, another HBO show, but the, before it came on, uh, a trailer for Westworld came on, like a 30-second trailer, and I've never seen this one before. And in it, there's a moment where uh, Charlotte Hale, the board girl, literally is staying there with three Bernards. Um, so uh, she, I guess she finally finds out that he's a host. I'd love to hear you guys talk about that. Second, um, we hear that there are six parks, obviously, in the first episode. Would love to hear what you think the other uh, four parks are. So you got Westworld is one park, Shogun or Samurai World is the sixth park, if you will. So what what are parks two, three, four, and five? Are they like ancient Egypt? Are they World War Two? I don't know. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Bye. So this is, if you've seen anything about the multiple Bernard theory, this has been the main thing driving it, is that HBO did put out a trailer that has Charlotte Hale standing in front of like a room full of Bernard hosts. And you got to remember this. Westworld put this out themselves. Wait, what? You haven't seen that? No. Dude, what? Yeah. There's a 30-second trailer, and you, there's, you can just look it up, and there's Charlotte Hale standing in front of these Bernard hosts. There's a bunch of them. At least three. Dude. So, but... Well, that's clearly going to come into play. Unless it is a HBO red herring, because what bigger red herring would there be than that? Here's the thing about red herrings. If you overload your audience with them, or you give your audience one that would be that important like that, you're going to ruin things. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and I don't mean that in a spoiler way. I mean that in like a people are just going to start to distrust you and it doesn't, it, it doesn't do well for the storyline. And based on everything we've seen so far, based on the multiple timelines, based on the issues that Bernard is having with his current body, uh, and having to inject fluid into himself and shit. Crank. I'd be pretty surprised if we didn't see multiple Bernards in this season based on that. I did not know that. I'll have to go watch it right when yeah, we finish recording. Yeah, and I debated not even bringing that up because um, I was like, is that a spoiler? But HBO put it out. That's not a spoiler if HBO put it no, out. No, it's not a spoiler. And also, so many people I know have been reaching out to us about it that I know we had to address it. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to bring it up. Um the thing about multiple Bernards that really makes me more in, inclined to believe it is the Bernard that is at the gala. I don't think that's actually the one that killed himself in the cold storage room. Yeah. I mean, it was a really quick turnaround. Exactly. And he changed clothes. And so, and also that Bernard would, we, we know that that Bernard was slightly in tune with what was going on because he helps out Maeve and like knew all this shit. And then he goes to the gala and is acting totally like normal, slightly off Bernard, but not like he actually knew Ford's plan to like send me out of the park and stuff. So and again, uh, if you haven't contemplated the, the fact that there could be multiple iterations of these hosts, which is something that you, you should have come to that conclusion on your own. That's it's not a spoiler that there could be more than one of them. Mm -hmm. There's more than one iPhone. That was a rock solid analogy there. You have just crushed it out of the park. There's more than one iPhone. Let's go. Next call. Hey, this is Kevin from St. Louis. I'm listening to episode one right now. 
you guys were talking about how it's uh, a shitty line for Bernardo to say that real is something that's irreplaceable. I think it's pretty ironic because if it's Arnold, he literally gets replaced by Bernard. And if it's Bernard saying it, it's him not even knowing that he replaced someone that was quote-unquote real. Just thought I'd let you guys hear what I thought. Peace. That, my friend, is Poignan. Very, very poignant. Um, yeah, I don't have anything further to add, but that's just even more to that line. That was one of those calls where, like, yeah, I, I don't have a comment on it. I just think that was a very needed good, to be shared point. Yeah, needed to be shared. What's up, guys? It's Ben from South Carolina. So I was watching the episode last night, and uh, didn't Dolores break William's arm in the last episode of season one? Because I'm pretty sure that she did, and he was visibly not using his arm at the end of the episode. But last night it looked like he had two non-broken arms. So are we just gonna we just gonna forget about that? Are we just gonna gloss over that? Also, your boy Lee Sizemore. He was the last person I was expecting to be full bush on this show. I mean, you think you know a guy? All right, thank you. I agree. You think you know a guy? <laughs> two very good points. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of those things, though. Uh, it did appear she broke his arm. In the in the season one finale, like you hear, a, she fucking snaps his arm and he screams. But that doesn't. I mean, doesn't mean it's broken. I we I, didn't see him go get an X ray. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they could easily, if they needed him to have both arms usable in episode one of season two, they can sweep that under the rug. And it's a good point, but it's also like it's one of those things where you just got to let it go. So yeah, you could say okay, maybe it was dislocated, maybe it was sprained. Also, maybe after he found Ford, he went over to a medic and they use one of those things and just fix them right up. They have all this crazy medical stuff that can heal a gunshot wound and a, and a knife. Something you can cut your jugular open and close it up in five seconds. I mean, they might have the medical treatment available to just, you know, get that out yeah, of we've Yeah, yeah. Final call. It's David from Auburn. I don't give a fuck. What the fuck though? Okay, so I have a lot of questions, obviously, but my honestly main question that has... Okay, they found the tiger, and they were like, it's from Park 6. Park 6? There's at least six fucking parks? Help. And they're on an island now? So Okay, so it's an island, I guess, just a giant island. They split up into a bunch of different parks. But I don't know. What the fuck? This man is actually a corrupt host coming to terms with his own reality. This is what this show does to you. It's also what cocaine does to you. <laughs> this this man is Bernard in, in the cold storage room with Ford, like having everything he's ever known and held dear completely thrown out the window. That was a pretty perfect uh, voicemail to capture how we all feel. Yeah. When we, we are all this guy. He also, in the beginning, doesn't really even know his name. He's like, hey, Dave, it's, it's Dave, it's Robert. I don't know. Like, It was absolutely bizarre, but thank you so much for calling. Cocaine, you, hell of a drug. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, so... I actually realized through this man's call, we didn't say what we think the other parks are. So really quick, knee-jerk park. I would be irate if one of them is not a pirate park. You, you want pirate park? Irate. There is no fucking way that one of the six is not a pirate park. I think one of the parks is just is just another Disney World that they just got. They just did that doesn't a make any sense. They that's licensed not, it with that's Delos. A, that's not a theme. They licensed it. Disney. So we've got Wild West. We've got Shogun. Those are the two that we are aware of. Uh-huh. And we got Pirates. Got to be one. Do you think? I think World War II Park would be 
wild. Who wants to go do that? If you want to go like be in the craziness and not have a chance of dying, I think people like do want to do that. storming the beaches of Normandy yeah. type of park. I, people would absolutely go crazy for I that. just, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. There's not a, like, where is the resting starting point? You're in the boat. It's, it's like the beginning of that Call of Duty game where you're in the boat about to go up. And yeah, then, that and then your teammate looks over the top and That doesn't give you any stoned. options for where to go from there, dude. That gives you, you're going to Normandy. Fine, saving Private Ryan world. You have to go save Private Ryan. Oh my God. Okay. Are you okay with that? Is that, is that better for you? Do you better. like that? That's better. Uh, what else could there be though, for real? Uh, probably like, uh, oh, if it, I, see, here's what, here's what I feel like would happen. They'd make a conquistador world and then they'd be like, oh man, this is really, really insensitive. We're just killing indigenous people. We should probably we should probably nix this. Just one. Aztecs getting yeah. I feel like that that came up in the boardroom and, and Lee spent like two years developing it and then they just cut it off and they're like shit. This is a really bad idea. Yeah. What other time periods would work? It's the like, Renaissance. Oh, medieval. Medieval. Yeah, it definitely is a medieval world. That has to be one of them for sure. Pirates. Medieval. Renaissance world. Is the Renaissance the same thing as medieval? No. Renaissance is after. Okay. Well, th- those should be mixed into one. Like. One of those two is the one they choose, right? Can't do both. Okay. Because uh, the about? Renaissance Fair, it has like jousting and shit like that. Maybe. Oh, man. I, I, uh, you couldn't do like Oregon Trail. That's boring and it's too yeah. much like Westworld. But. Oh, how about like uh, some sort of Arctic world? For like a frozen world? Yeah. Oh, a frozen world. Disney. This goes back to my Disney idea. Let's do a Disney, a Disney park. That's uh, not the kind of Frozen I meant, but great movie. Let it go. Whatever. If you've got any other ones that you think would work out as great parks, yeah, hit, us, hit up. us up on social media. Tweet at us at Freezel Motor. Hit us up on IG at Freezel Motor Functions. We want to know what you think the other parks are or should be. And that right there concludes our Thursday episode. Get ready because this Sunday, episode two of season two drops. And Evan Rachel Wood said. It is one of her favorite episodes. Oh, shit. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Dude, so this is about the time of the week where I start to get really, really hyped for upcoming HBO shows on Sunday, like when, you know, whatever season it is, whether it's Game of Thrones, Westworld, whatever. Uh, and I'm f- really feeling the hype. So it's called Reunion. We learned that. Oh, shit. And a lot of times that, you know, the, na- the meaning is going to be... Multiple m- meanings. Multiple. Have you seen yet on what HBO released? I have not. Do you want me to tell you? I do. We see a screenshot of Dolores and Maeve together. Wow. That is the at least one of the reunions. I guarantee there are more reunions than I that. would be shocked if one of the reunions is not Dolores and Billy slash William. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Perhaps them meeting for the first time with him as the majority owner. Yep. I, I see that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. Maybe Maeve and her child. Perhaps. Ma- oh, ma- there we go. Maybe it's Logan and Dolores. Or Logan and William, um, all of the above. I think this is going to be kind of like uh, episode two of season one, where we just get a fuck ton of new characters, maybe new, new relationships and stuff. Maybe host Ford meets host Bernard. There, it may, I don't know. Host host Ford, like little like little Ford. No, no, no. Like oh, okay. I think maybe yeah. host Ford was created before Ford let Dolores blow his head off. Maybe Dustin meets robot Dustin and he tries to have sex with him. Maybe Sylvester and a ham sandwich are reunited. That's got to be it. Yeah. And if you don't get that joke, 
you should listen to our season one recaps because that is a common theme. Ham sandwich. All right, guys, tweet at us, DM us, leave comments. We will we will respond to you. I am at Jared Borslow on everything. Ross is at WR Bolin on everything. We are on Twitter and IG. We put out crazy content thanks to Intern Serena. Thank you. It's What's the, this show's Instagram account? At Freeze All Motor Functions. What Twitter. About, what about Twitter? Tw- Twitter at Freeze All Motor. We I I am not just being uh, the opposite of humble, braggadocious. We have the best Westworld content on the internet. It is not lame. It is great. It is known. It is known. It is very funny. It is very topical. It's the best. It's the best of the world. We have the funniest Westworld content. No one else's content comes even close. Thank uh, you, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> been saying it. Everybody's been saying it. Check it out. Also, to get on to next week's cold line episode, call in eight 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 six freeze. It's time to freeze. Time for the NPR style sign off. Freeze on motor functions is brought to you by Grand X Media and hosted by me, Jared Borislow, along with Ross Bolin. Michael Weiner produced the show. Special thanks to Phil from D.C., a.k.a. Schnapple, on SoundCloud for our intro music, Brad Hess for our outro music, intern Garrett, who helped us format and prepare the show, and intern Serena, who does insanely awesome Westworld-themed Photoshop work for us that you can check out on our Twitter and IG that I already said plenty, plenty of times. Thank you so much. If you want to get these T-shirts, leave those reviews. We love you. We'll see you on Monday.